Welcome back to the Querida Mari podcast. I am your host, Maria. Today, on this episode, How to Set Better Boundaries with Your Children, I'm going to be flipping back and forth from boundaries that, um, from a child perspective, boundaries from a parent perspective, and then what to expect or what you may see in the future if you continue with the boundaries that you have set for your children today. And so if you want better boundaries with your children, begin by looking at the boundaries you had as a child with your parents. Were you allowed to speak? Were you allowed to say your truth? Were you heard when you were you know, when you spoke, like when you went to talk to your parents, were you heard? Were you seen? Were you told what to expect if you did this or if you did that? Did you own your life as a child or did your parents own your life? Did your parents own your voice? And also, by the way, when you own your own life and your own voice, you don't feel guilty about upholding your boundaries because you learned these things as a child. And there's going to be a lot of information. I'm going to give you, I, this is going to be a very long podcast because more and more and more kept coming out of me as I was writing the script for this. And so... Have your, have your journals ready. Take little notes here and there because you're going to see yourself in this and you're going to see other people in this. And if you see other people in this episode as I speak, share this episode with them. You know, that would be, obviously, that would be helpful to me. But, you know, I can't see everybody in the world, right? Like I have a full practice right now and I can't see everybody. So by you sharing this episode with your girlfriend or your loved one or whoever you have in your life, that's helping me helping them and helping them to help other words. It's a little bit kind of selfish of me to, you know, like I really would like to help others. But it's also if you find value in this, share it because other people need to know about this, you know, and not everybody can afford therapy. Therapy can get you know, pretty expensive. It is an investment for sure. So now let's take a look at your children. You know, are they allowed to speak their truth? Do you pay attention when they speak? And how do you relate to them? You know, how do you relate to them that they're being heard and understood? How are you sending that message of, you know what, dude, I understand you. Like, I get what you're saying. You know, do you explain to them what is expected of them appropriately okay let's just hear appropriate expectations you know like let me tell let me tell you a story so when the girls were little I have two daughters when they were little I would take them to the park and I would say to them you you know we're going to the park here you can do whatever you want you can play jump scream blah 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 do whatever you want When we were going to a restaurant, I would say to them, I would tell them what the expectations were. You cannot behave in a restaurant the same way you behave at the park. 
They're two different places. And the behaviors need to be different. So they knew what was expected of them. And then there was a consequence when they when the expectations were followed, you know, the rules were followed. And then a consequence when the rules were not followed, right? So depending on your household, depending on what your rules were or are, that's how you follow, you know, you follow through. So do you act like you own your child's life or are you teaching them how to be the author of their own story? Are you teaching them how to be codependent or are you teaching them how to be independent, age appropriate? Okay, this is age. Are you going to teach a two-year-old how to be dependent? Yeah, there's, you got to, you know, age appropriately a two-year-old. Do you teach your 25, your 35, your 55-year-old child to be dependent? Yeah, appropriately, right? You're not going to tell your your two-year-old go get a job, but you're going to tell your 50-year-old, like, get yourself a job, like, get a life, right? So if you allow your parents to dance around your life without any boundaries, right? We talked about all of these episodes pre previous to this one about boundaries. So if you allow your parents to dance all around your life without any boundaries, without any limits, you're not only going to do the same thing in your child's life, you know, like think about when they have partners of their own, but you're also going to allow your children to be in charge of your partnership. And they're too young to have so much control. That is too much a responsibility for them. And this is how this looks like what I'm what I just mentioned. So if you allow your let's say you're 20 years old and you actually don't have a life, but you are dependent on your mom or dad to tell you what to do and how to do it and when to do it. If you don't get yourself together, you're going to do the same thing with your child. You're going to raise a child that is codependent on your needs. Just like you were raised to be dependent on your mother's needs. So, you know, have you ever seen or do you know of someone that has like a two or three year old and they're like in they're like in charge of the house? Like the child is in charge of the house. And the reason why the child is in charge of the house is because the parents don't have a fucking clue what they're doing. It's a mess. So when you have a parent, we're just going to say a mom, okay? So when you have a mom that is overly involved in your relationship, you're going to feel like she's your rival. For example, if your husband is overly involved with his mother, you're going to feel like his mother is your, your rival, and I've heard this plenty of times in my practice. You know, have you ever heard, or you've said it yourself, like telling your partner to go fuck their mother because it's like they're like they're having their own relationship over there? Because your partner was raised to be dependent on their mother's needs and wants. And that is a codependent relationship. So be careful here. Because if you're in this situation 
This may open you up to create the same scenario with your kid. So listen what I'm about to tell you. If your partner, right, just for easy purposes, I know that there's a lot of people that identify themselves as male, female, they, and them. So just bear with me here. I'm going to use heterosexual terms here or norm normalized or whatever the fuck they are. You know, we all know we are all different. So if you're in this scenario, this is going this may open you up for this. For example, your partner may be pouring themselves to their mother's dependencies, but it may flip you around to be to be teaching your child to be dependent on your needs. So what you're complaining about, what your parents, I mean, your partner is doing with their parent over there, be careful that you're not doing it with your kids over here. Because that will set you up to feel lonely in the relationship. And then you're going to require your children to take care of you. And these are children, they're little. So they're too young, you know, to for them to pour your needs, for you to pour your needs onto your kids. And now your kid is in charge of filling up your cup. So beware, you know, beware of that. This partner, for example, wasn't launched properly from their family of origin. So we call that foo family. You know, it's the family that you were born into. So when they grow up, and you're going to see plenty of examples today, you know, when I'm going to give you plenty of examples so that you can see yourself or not see yourself and bring whatever information comes out of you to your therapist. So when a person isn't launched properly, you know, they were not prepared to leave the house from the family of origin to create their Falk family. I call it Falk family because it's fun to say, but it's family of creation. It's the family that you and your partner create together. Make sure that you prepare yourself so you can prepare your child for launching later on. Meaning getting getting your kid out of your house. Okay, so you also see this in adult children still living at home with mom and dad. And this could be cultural. You know what I mean? Like I'm Puerto Rican and I see this all the time. I see adult children. They stay with their parents until they get married. And then they go from one household to another household. But then there's really no dependency. There's not a gap between mom and dad's house to your own family of creation's house because there needs to be a gap where you go and find yourself you know like what it is your needs and wants and and see who you are so another example of adult children uh, is that they hang out at mom's house you know they get married and then they go back and they go have dinner at their parents house instead of coming you know they go they stop there first have dinner And then they go to their wife's house, right? I.e. their own house. So they also vacation with their mom and dad. And again, I don't see anything wrong with this. It all depends what you guys, you know, what your, your dynamics are, you know, to each his own. But when you are enmeshed and you're dependent, you're, you don't know who you are. This can get really slippery, you know, because the boundaries aren't very clear. 
And again, this isn't a problem if all of your relationships are functioning well, you know, but unfortunately, that's almost never the case. The adult partner that is still tied to mom's apron, so to speak, has a very dysfunctional relationship with their spouses, and they also have a dysfunctional relationship, if any relationship, with themselves. So if you have poor boundaries, like your parents, you're going to marry someone that also has poor boundaries. You know, you, you tend to have a, people have a tendency to marry parallel, right? We don't usually marry somebody below us intellectually. We have a tendency to marry someone parallel to, to us. And you, you may be like, oh my God, in the beginning, you know, like, dating this person that is like so fantastic and they're so smart and they're so, 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 so. But in reality, when you get to the nitty gritty, your personal development is very similar. It's it's extremely unlikely for someone that has their shit together to attract someone that doesn't have their shit together. Like that, imagine Oprah attracting a hoodlum. Ain't gonna fucking happen, right? She knows. So it's, that's, that's a, that's a, like a very extreme example, but it's a fucking example and it's really real. So, so no one, you know, like someone that also has poor boundaries, you're going to teach your kids to also marry people with similar boundaries and everyone will be a happy living in a fucking happy shit show. Like, please don't do that. Okay. Now I'm about to give you an example of triangulation because this is what I see the most, okay? And a triangulation is the nemesis of dysfunctional families, okay? I fucking did this, right? We all do this. No one here is perfect. I'm just here. We're, we're all here to unlearn the bad shit and learn the good shit. So just Come to this with an open heart and open mind with your fucking journal. Okay, so I'm going to give you an example. So you and your partner have an argument. You go and discuss your shit. Like, let's say you or him or whoever. Go and discuss your shit with the mom. Now there's three people involved in this argument. It started with you and your partner, but you didn't know how to handle it. Right? And you had to unload. So you go and tell your fucking mom. Now your mom knows. Now you've given her a pass to involve herself in your fucking shit. That's a triangulation. Another example of triangulation is not, I'm not saying strangulation, like strangling people, although it fucking feels like that. I'm calling triangle, like three triangle. So example number two, you and your partner have an argument Now, this is different. Listen, now your child that's two years old, three years old, or even your freaking baby, man, begins to cry because you guys are losing your shit and your kid begins to cry. And if you're a parent, right, I know you have experienced this, right? You have experienced this if you're a parent. So you're losing your fucking shit and now your three-year-old starts to cry. Now your kid just got involved. Unbeknownst to them, their crying was their attempt to get you two 
from continuing to argue. They don't know, right? They're just like, they're, children always come to save their parents. Always. So you pick up your kid and then you tell your partner, see, you just made them cry. Now, what message did you just send your two-year-old? That you're a victim and your partner's a perpetrator. That ain't the fucking truth, man. It's not the truth. You both are fucking losing your shit. Now you brought your kid into this dynamic of yours that the child doesn't belong. Now your your kid sees your partner as the bad person when in actuality you both suck. The kid, unbeknownst to them, they were trying to stop the fighting, but you involved them differently, right? So how do you avoid all of this, right? You start now by setting clear, the as clear as you can. Are you going to be perfect? No, you're not going to be perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not, nobody's... No one's here setting perfect boundaries, perfect expectations. It's just not possible. You know, there's a ton of fucking trauma that happened before me. I inherited a lot of that trauma just like you did, right? Before I even got here, before you even got here, before you set foot on this earth, there was trauma here before you, and it is impossible for you to have the healthiest, clearest boundaries ever, okay? But you just do the best that you can, you know? And the more you learn, you do a little bit better. And that's good, you know? Because it's just like, think about throwing a little rock in the water, right? Those ripples that you see after you throw the rock in the water, those ripples, just think of those ripples as generations, right? So let's say you do something really good and you throw that little really good thing in your family dynamic there, those ripples are going to have really good consequences coming from your children, your children's children, and multiple generations to come. The same happens when you throw a dirty ass fucking shit rock into the fucking water, right? Into your family dynamic. And those ripples, i.e. trauma, goes right to every generation after generation after generation until one person of one of those generation i.e me and you decide to not follow through with the family pattern and freaking break the family pattern okay that was a great analogy by the way okay so these are downloads that i receive as i speak and so like i these are like this is like god right god coming here and like my guides speaking through me for you use your internal guidance your guides your your god whatever that is if it's a rock if your god is a rock follow through as long as it feels good you know so w- number 1 how to avoid all this make sure that your house rules are clear number 2 what are the consequences when the rules are not followed be consistent Okay. Number three, what are the consequences when the rules are followed? You praise the shit out of your kid, right? You give them special treats, right? So this sends the message for your child that 
their efforts to follow the consequences, to follow the house rules, were noticed. You saw them. It makes them feel seen. It makes them feel heard. And then you say to them, dude, like, you should be so freaking proud of yourself when they come home with the homework and they hold it up to you and say, mommy, mommy, look, look, I got an A. You fucking put that paper, uh, like, whatever it is, and you put it on the refrigerator, you know? And then you're like, holy Jesus, this is what you did. This is fantastic. Make a big deal out of the, the when they do well, when the consequences, you do good at school, you do good here. This is the reward that you receive. And then if they don't follow the rules, you teach a little bit more. Okay, but be consistent with the rules be consistent with the consequences. Don't be wishy-washy with your boundaries. One day you do, one day you don't. And then you get fucking pissed off when your kid doesn't follow through. But in reality, it's you not following through. And like I mentioned last week, your choices has consequences. So choose wisely. And also, another thing is have expectations you know, like whatever you expect, whatever the behaviors are, make sure that they are developmentally appropriate for your child. So I'm going to give you another example. So if your child is 25 years old and they're expected to live at home until they're 50, or you you know, or do you want them to move out next year at 26? Like, what are your expectations? What are your child's expectations? Do they expect to just die here? Like, never move out? Like, and how did they get that message that it's okay for them to still be living at your house at the age of 25? And if that's okay with you, again, cultural, right? There's cultural shit that goes on. If that's okay with you, shut the fuck up. Don't complain. Don't complain when you're 26, 35-year-old person, child, starts to tell you how to live your fucking life, right? Like, don't complain. You did this. So if your child is 15, here's another example. Are you expecting them to go to college? Are you setting them up to succeed in going to college? And if not, how are you helping them? What are you doing to help them move along and be dependent of themselves and not codependent on you? Right? So let's go back to age-appropriate shit. If your child is two years old, are they expected to behave like an adult? No, that's not age-appropriate. Right? So if you go to the Metropolitan Museum with a two-year-old, what the fuck are you doing at the Met with a two-year-old? And if you do go with a two-year-old, go to the section that is for them. Right? You, I mean, if your two-year-old is into music, go to the music section of the museum. But you're probably going to be better off because they're going to get bored as shit because the Met is boring. You have to be into that particular art, right? So for a two-year-old, the Met is like, what the hell? I mean, it's not even like over there, like eye level. There's nothing eye level. But if you go to the playground for a two-year-old, everything is at their eye level. Everything is sized to them. If you take them to a children's museum, they can touch, they can feel, they have their sensory, they can run. It is made for a two-year-old, right? And then your inner child, 
when you were at a in a children's museum, your two year old your two year old inner self comes out to play with your kid. That's beautiful. That's fantastic. But also ask your kid, you know, what are their what are their expectations, you know, of themselves? Like, what do they expect for themselves? Ask your kid. Write this shit down, you know, on your journal. Write it, you know. So let's move on. All right. I'm going to take a sip of my cafecito and you do the same and I'm going to continue. And if you're having your food, buen provecho. If you're exercising, good for you. Dale duro. Keep it up. Do another rep or another little tiny two, three steps if you're in the treadmill. And I know this because I've been receiving your DMs and I thank you for that. So, all right, let's continue. And, and I don't, one of the things I really, really strive for is to not create codependent children, you know? So let me explain what that, what that is too. So a codependent child, which we did talk a, a little bit, I think I, I'd mentioned a little bit last week or the week prior in the uh, episodes. So a codependent child has an unhealthy attachment to their mom or dad or parents, right? So it's an unhealthy attachment. But but remember, our children didn't come here with that unhealthy attachment. That unhealthy attachment was taught, right? And how do we teach that, right? So a codependent child is completely devoted to their mom or dad, right? And it's like a devotion where like they don't even exist, but the mother does. And it goes beyond love. This is nothing. Codependency is not love, right? Codependency is not love. It's not loyalty. It is as if their mother's values, because it is like their mother's values and their needs come first. And this codependent child goes through life in that filter of, my mom's needs. I'll do this if it's my mom's needs. I'll do that if it's my... And then you don't fucking know. You don't even know yourself because everything is filtered through that. Filter of the needs for the mother. A child cannot be a child. The child is taught to be responsible to make the mom happy. So it looks like, you know, the child is like, okay, they, they, it's, it feels like, okay, if I do this, am I going to make my mom mad? You know, I don't want, you know, am I, if I do that, is it going to allow, you know, like, is it going to make my mom happy? So the child is taught and it's not allowed to express their own childhood dilemmas, whatever they are. Because I mean, if, if you have a kid and you have a two-year-old that has a tantrum and the world is coming to an end, you know what I mean? Like they want a toy. And the world is coming at coming to an end. A codependent child doesn't do shit like that. You know what I mean? First of all, if you expect, you know, you, you begin to teach your children when you go to the mall and you act like this, like you're at the park. It's not the park. This is the mall. You behave a certain way, right? These are the expectations. You behave a certain way. You get a reward. Same thing. Again, when they go to the park, they can do whatever the fuck they want. They're at the park. When they're at a restaurant, manners. When they're at a mall, 
manners, mind your manners. But you also need to teach them what those manners are. And then you need to reward them for those manners, right? It's a give and a take type of relationship. And this is also a cultural thing. It may not be a cultural thing. It's just a stupid fucking thing when parents are like, oh, kids are supposed to just have their manners. Mind your manners. You have manners. What, what the fuck is that? If you don't teach them, they're not going to fucking know. They're not, they're not born knowing, okay? I know my kids did not come with a fucking manual, and I know yours didn't either, okay? Because I know I didn't come out here with a fucking manual, right? So, when if you want a certain behavior to be expressed out of your kid from your kid teach them that praise them that okay for whatever good behaviors they do and if they're not behaving the way that they're supposed to be behaving age appropriately you need to teach more not fucking smack them across the head okay don't do that that's not good so the, the the child i i go back and forth i i go into like these these ex, like whatever because i'm fucking passionate about this shit so allow to express your child to have their own dilemmas because mom may get upset and mom's feelings are of the utmost important so these children don't have childhood shit going on they're raised being extremely fearful so you Fast forward this codependent kid to the age of 30, you know, when this kid is married. And you know what? Let me let me stop here for a second. Please, if you are listening and you are that mom, right? Please be gentle with yourself, okay? Number one, get your ass in therapy, okay? This isn't about blaming, Right? I just want you to know that I am acknowledging at this point, I am acknowledging your trauma. Okay, it's not about blame. It's about unlearning and learning. And then taking those learnings that we learn and passing those learnings on to our children. Okay, no one is fucking perfect. I did this shit. I went to therapy, got my shit together. Okay. Am I perfect? Hell fucking no. There's no such thing. I will forever be in like construction, production or whatever the hell, right? I will always be uh, helping myself and improving myself. So let your child express themselves by allowing them to choose what they want to wear. Let them eat food. You know what I mean? You don't have to be this you know, like, stop worrying about how this reflects, you know, how this is a, a reflection of you, your child, let them be a reflection of themselves. And begin to see how beautiful your child is reflecting out into the world. You're not allowing them to make decisions for themselves. You know, be, you've taken their, their capacity away. If, if you don't, if you take their their inner knowing away from them, they're not going to learn the consequences, you know. And then what is the what does that look like when you take their their knowing away? What does that look like for them in adulthood, right? When you you know like think about this. So so when you ask your husband, right, like you're you're out, you're going to go out with your husband, your spouse, partner. So when you know like, and then you you're like, so where do you want to go? You ask them, oh, so where do you want to go? And they're like, mm, I don't know, honey, uh, 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 whatever you want. I'll go wherever you want to go. 
And then you complain about the fact that you're always the one making the decisions, right? So stop. Here's a tip. Stop, 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 stop. Let them start making the decisions. So do this instead. Sit on the kitchen table, all pretty and shit, right? Like you're all dressed up, you have your heels, you have your makeup, you're all beautiful. You're ready to fucking go rock the world, right? And expect them at this moment. Just know that they're going to freak the fuck out. Because you're going to say, you know what, honey? I want you to surprise me with wherever you want to take me, right? I hate fucking surprises, okay? Just letting you know hate fucking surprises so i always want an input just want to let you know right there so you say right but i'm a therapist here like okay so i'm giving you a tip so you say to them you know what i'm gonna sit here all pretty and dialed up ready to rock you tell me where you want to take me right and there what you're gonna see is their inner child say like you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna see him say like what the fuck they're gonna fucking freak the fuck out because they're a hundred years old now and no one has said you know what honey i'll just sit here and wait for you to yeah come up with something right let them come up with something and whatever they come up with the first time go with that are you gonna like it i don't fucking know but you know what you're doing better okay you're giving each other the space to grow and you grow together. And you know, I'm thinking about a book. It's called The Prophet. And the author's name is Kanil Gibran. So last name is G-I-B-R-A-N. And in there, it's a beautiful book. It's um it's poetry. Um it, it's a it's a very poetic philosophical, and I think it was written in the 1920s. And what he says, or they say um, in that book, is that we parents, we are the bow and our children are the arrows. And our job is to just nurture them, get them ready as we pull the arrow back and then we let them go out into the world. But you don't pick up just any fucking arrow, dude, and just go, boop, there you go. No, you got to prepare that freaking arrow so that the arrow hits that mark. Make sure the arrow has a tip. You make sure the arrow is not bent. You make sure you aim, not for your fucking target, for your kid's target. All right? So this codependent child grows up to play life safe. A life full of fear. I see that all... It's all over, right? Years. I've been doing this for years. And you live a, a life full of fear. Fear from generations past are passed on to us. And that, that trauma filter, right? We go, don't do that. Like, let's, let's, let's create empowering children here. So as adults, right? They play this safe. Now they have... You know, they don't know how to have difficult conversations because you didn't teach them, right? And what they're taught, like codependent children, what they're taught is to not rock the boat, right? As adults, they don't rock the boat. 
oh, I'm not confrontational. No, you fucking are confrontational. You just weren't taught to be confrontational. And you don't have to be confrontational. You just need to speak your truth. Speak what is going on. But when you're taught the, oh, I don't want to rock the boat because it's not safe. Guess what? You know, your mom was the boat. Your mom is the one that you didn't want to fucking rock because it wasn't safe for you to rock the boat. And and your mom taught you that you just keep everything at bay because her life is not safe. It's not your fucking life that's not safe. It's her fucking life that wasn't safe, right? She's the one that's full of fear, right? And this may look different, right, for a teenager, right? So a teenager that was raised codependent, they get to teenager and then they, they rebel back or something like that. This child, you know, for the, for a teenager, this kid may look different, you know, like this teenager may look fucking buck wild. Right. And then as, as, as they get older, they're afraid, you know, because they went buck wild and it wasn't safe to, to go buck wild because they didn't know how to fucking do it. Right. So let's do the, let's do better. You know, and you know, every apple fucking is different, right? So every apple, even though they all come from apple trees, they all look different, you know, and I don't even know why I said this apple thing, because, you know, maybe it's an Adam and Eve thing and, and the apple sin, you know, and whatever. So, you know, it's also like, (laughs) which is actually fucking interesting as I think about it, because you actually, if you're Catholic, you, you get baptized to get rid of the sin adam and eve (laughs) sin thinking about the apple you know like so you get baptized to get rid of that sin and i think that the sin is fucking trauma right you go to fucking therapy to get rid of that trauma you know and also i want to i i i actually recommend this movie a lot which is it's called spotlight and it's with michael keaton and it has to do, this is trigger warning. If you if you don't want to watch this, don't watch it. But read read about the movie before you you watch. And it's about priests in Boston, way back, I think it was in the 70s. And priests and lawyers at that time and the senators and all. It was a big ass fucking shit show going on in Boston. And it's not only Boston, this happens everywhere. Where priests were molesting raping children the church right so if you want to watch that i just remembered because i just made this apple tree out of mini shit so if you want to watch that movie watch that movie but read the reviews and see if you want to watch that because it is it is pretty heavy so you know another thing let's move on so another codependent thing that codependency may look like in the the, the mom that raises a codependent child the mom may look like the quote-unquote helpful mom, right? It's more like the helicopter mom. I know you've heard that, the helicopter mom that's like extremely controlling. The mom that helps too much, right? So on the other side of the spectrum, so you have the mom that helps a lot, way too much, helicopter mom, back the fuck up, right? Or you have this other side of the spectrum where the mom that's not present it's on the sidelines and the kid is trying to get their attention you're like mommy mommy look at my homework and their mom is like nowhere to be fucking found emotionally or physically so you have those two 
you know, one is on one side of the spectrum and the other is on the other side of the spectrum. So how do you find balance, right? So you begin, you begin to find balance by letting your child know, you know what, honey, if you need me, I'm here, right? So this is something you may want to do, write this down. So you say, honey, you know what, if you need me, I'm here. Do you want to talk about it? If they say, yeah, do it, but not right now, later. All right, well, I'm here. So when you're ready, I'm ready. Or they may say, no, ma, I don't really want to talk about it. And you're like, okay, well, you know what? If you, In case you change your mind, just know that I'm here. And I'm ready whenever you are, okay? So before, you know, before you ask your kids, like, what's wrong with you? Like, why are you behaving this way? You know, ask yourself this question, right? Take your journals, write this down. Ask yourself, what happened to me? What happened to me? Not what's wrong with your kid, what's wrong with you. Ask yourself, what happened to me? And then write whatever comes up for you. Write it down. And then ask yourself, what am I afraid of? Why am I afraid of that I'm like clinging to my kid? You know, like I know, I know I talk about the codependency. I was raised that way. I was raised to be codependent on my mom, a single mom, you know, and single mothers have a, have a tendency to do this, to be very, to raise their children because they have needs, needs that they don't, that aren't met. They don't fucking know, right? They don't know. My mother didn't go to therapy. She didn't fucking know. She did the best that she could with what she had, you know? And I can, you know, and I can get into like generational trauma, history trauma, i.e. war, all those aspects, right? But this episode will never end and it's, it's already long enough, right? So when, when my mother died, interestingly enough, I felt lost and I felt free. I felt lost and I felt free at the same time. And I felt lost because now I had to do my own fucking thinking, right? And I felt free because now I had the freedom to do my own fucking thinking. I didn't have my mother's filter anymore, right? So, you know, when you go through a huge life event like that, like the loss of a parent, that changes you. You know, like... It changes you because right after, like right when a, a big ass shit happens, there's a person that existed before. For example, there's like a Maria that existed before my mom died. Like there's me that was before my mom died. And then me, Maria, after my mom died. And there's also a Maria before therapy. And there's a Maria after therapy. Two completely individuals in the same fucking body right? So I can see, like, I can relate to the person that I used to be. And I know, and I look at myself, and I'm compassionate with myself, because I'm not that person anymore. You learn to live with whatever you did, but you're not that. That is not your identity. What I did, what happened to me is not who I am. Okay, and what happened to you and what you did is not 
who you are. That does not identify you. Just like my trauma does not identify me, I get to identify me and so do you. And you know, and with these changes, right? Like when I went to therapy and I made all these fucking changes and as and, and there's always you know, you're, you're always trying to like, it's really unbalancing and you try to f- find who the fuck you are, you know, with your family dynamics. When I was in therapy, my family's dynamics, which means my foo family, my family of origin and my fuck family, like family of creation, completely different. It didn't happen overnight. It was a process that not only did I have to go through like I went through that process of change my family went through that process of change too my my children my husband all of all four of us my family unit we all went through that because if one person changes everybody else changes think about remember that rock that you throw somebody does something good it ripples effect for generations to come so, and also, I, I also want to remind you before I end today that I'm just sharing my side, right? My family map. But know that there's two, right? It's my, there's my and my husband, my partner. You know, just like there's two for you too. You know, like it may be you and your husband's shit that's, you know, going on in the house. Or if you're a single mother, that's your shit. But it's not only yours, it's yours and people before you. Right. So just to reiterate, number one, be clear with your shit house rules. Be clear. Number two, have consequences. Follow through. If the if they don't follow through the consequences, teach more. Teach some more. Okay. Don't beat the fuck out of your kids. Teach them. They don't know. And if they do follow through, praise them. Praise them. Just like you raise your hand to hit your kid or your mouth to yell at them. Use the same fucking mouth and praise the shit out of them. Be consistent with that praise. And then have age-appropriate expectations. I know that today was a long-ass fucking episode. And it is it is what it is. So make sure that you follow through. Thank you so much for listening. Please have a beautiful day. Please, please, please rate and share this episode with the person that you think that came to your mind that you think needs it. DM me on Instagram at Maria Rivera Heath if you want to if you want me to talk about something else. Next week I have the how to have boundaries with parents, right? So if you are the codependent uh, child in an adult body, next week we're going to talk about um, how you can begin the conversation with your parents, okay? So thank you, thank you, thank you. Many blessings, many love. Un besote, un abrazo. All right. So thank you again. Thanks for listening. Have a beautiful day.